BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Welcome to the Jesse Blake Sports Report. Whether it is your first time here or your last time here or somewhere in between, I appreciate that you are here right now listening or watching this podcast. I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. And today, as you can tell by the title of this podcast, we are going to be talking about every single NHL team in the span of 30 seconds. So I'm gonna, I've got my phone in my hand. I'm going to give myself 30 seconds on the clock for every single NHL team. We're going to run down the teams in reverse order of last year's standing. So we're going to start at the 32nd team, and we're going to work our way to the team that finished first, which was the Boston Bruins, and we're going to do them last. And if you're looking for some Blue Jays talk, some Blue Jays conversation, I've been giving you a lot lately, and I got some more coming for you next week because I'm announcing on the pod that after every single Blue Jays playoff game, their magic number is down to one, If depending on if Seattle loses tonight. If Seattle loses, they just need to win one more game. The Blue Jays are getting in the playoffs either way. Next week, when they're in the playoffs, I'm going to be coming to you with an episode after every single Blue Jays playoff game. So I'm announcing that today. If you're a Blue Jays fan, if you've been enjoying the Jays content on this pod lately, look out for more episodes after every single Jays playoff game. So there's that. And then if you want some NFL talk, um, it's going to be coming this way on Sunday on this podcast feed as well. I'm going to be breaking down the results of the Miami Dolphins and Buffalo Bills game because that's the biggest game of the year so far in my eyes. And I'm going to have a reaction to that right after that game ends. But today, you're getting a teaser for the NHL previews that are hitting the SDPN channel next week. So the NHL season, it's about a week and a half away and loaded up on the SDPN YouTube channel. You're going to get season previews, full 10-minute previews from myself, Adam Wilde, and Steve Dangle. The 10-minute previews for the three of us together talking about all 32 teams for 10 minutes. Every team gets a, gets a video on the channel, so go check those out next week. But this, this right here on the Jesse Blake Sports Report is your teaser for those previews because I get to talk about every single team for 30 seconds only you're gonna see the clock on the screen somewhere i don't know where it is in post i'm gonna have the clock in my hand i'm gonna cut myself off at 30 seconds and we're gonna get going here with the anaheim ducks their main priority needs to just be sign zegris sign jamie drysdale they're two biggest stars i know troy terry led the team in points last season but their two biggest stars are drysdale and zegris and they're currently missing training camp with no contracts. That needs to be priority number one. Priority number two needs to be 
lose as many games as possible. The rebuild is long. Alex bringing in Alex Klorn isn't going to solve things. They need to lose lots of game this year. Get a great draft pick. Next up, Columbus. Columbus. Now that Mike Babcock's out of the situation, Columbus might have this resurgence where everybody's banded together and it actually makes them stronger. I think there's a lot of young talent on Columbus and having Patrick Laine there, comfy, you know, having Johnny Grudeau another year, no Mike Babcock. This could be a surprise Columbus team. And I think they're going to finish a little higher in the standings than people expect. 30 seconds on Chicago. Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard. I can just scream that for 30 seconds. Connor Bedard is going to be so much better than we all think. No matter what your expectations of Connor Bedard are, he's going to surpass them. He looks incredible in the preseason. I understand it's the preseason. I, I care the least about the preseason. But from everything we've seen out of Connor Bedard this preseason, the dude is going to step in and be a top 25 NHL player on game number one. Next up, the San Jose Sharks. The San Jose Sharks are in the longest rebuild possible. They have long-term contracts with guys who are way too old to be in this situation. They need to just find a way to dump everything and lose a bunch of games. It's unfortunate for San Jose Sharks fans. Their goalie situation is actually kind of nice because you have some goalies you can take a chance on. Capo Kakinen hasn't really worked out. But if he does, then like it's a plus. But if he, and then you can trade him. And if he doesn't, then you lose a bunch of games. Montreal. Much, when are the Montreal Canadiens fans going to get mad that this team is still rebuilding? I feel like they got one more year. I feel like they got one more year under Martin St. Louis where they can just lose games and it's okay. But come 2024-25, it might become a problem. I think this team is going to be good in a little bit. They're not going to be that great this year. But I'm just worried about when the fans start to get impatient. Arizona. Now, I... I a little short on, on Montreal there. It's actually like a second short. Next up, Arizona Coyotes. I've already taken five seconds talking about them. The Arizona Coyotes, their biggest issue this season is off the ice. This needs to be the year we get a concrete plan for an arena in Arizona. Wherever that is in the state of Arizona, they need to figure it out. Tempe, wherever it's going to be, they need an arena. The Philadelphia Flyers are in a position where they can surprise a bunch of teams. They're in the tough middle-of-the-pack situation where you don't really want to be. There's a couple teams I'm going to talk about next that are kind of in that middle area. But the Flyers got a lot of their off-ice issues solved. The talent doesn't stand out on the roster. Like, they're clearly lacking very high-end skilled players. But if all of the off-ice issues are solved, the Flyers can surprise some teams. The Washington Capitals. The Washington Capitals now are just a band of very, 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 very men. I can't say that phrase, and I'm wasting time trying to say it. The Washington Capitals are the Ovechkin show. How many goals can we get Ovi so we can pass Gretzky? That's all they're about. Now that they have a Stanley Cup uh, under Ovechkin, they don't need to worry about winning as much because they don't need to stretch to get him a cup. Kuznetsov started the season on a bad note. This is the Ovechkin show. How many goals can he score and pass Gretzky? Detroit. Detroit's in a similar situation with Montreal. When do Detroit fans get upset that Eisenman hasn't made the playoffs? Um, we're coming up on a we're we're leaving an offseason where he signed Justin Hall to a giant contract with a giant question mark in it. Alex DeBrinkett fell into his lap. Dylan Larkin's now locked up long term. 
is the pressure on Eisenman to build a winning team. I think, unlike Montreal, where I think their fans will buy them another year, this year seems to be like Detroit fans are getting angry. Angry. I'm passing 30 seconds here. St. Louis. St. Louis has great young talent and the older talent that can supply great support to the younger talent. Like Jordan Cairo is going to be a monster again this year. But I worry that their window just kind of passed and Doug Armstrong is floundering in that middle position of the standings where you're not great, you're not bad. But the fun thing about those teams is sometimes they can surprise in either direction. So we'll see how that goes with St. Louis. Vancouver, I am so high on the Vancouver Canucks. I think they're going to be really good. I think they're going to be a playoff team this year. Whenever you have Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson, you have a shot at the playoffs. And I think this is the year with Rick Tockett under uh, as the head coach for the entire season i think they're going to solve their defensive problems i think they're going to get jt miller out of places where jt miller can't can't succeed and i think the vancouver canucks will be decent and make the playoffs ottawa this is a team that won't make the playoffs i have the ottawa senators falling just short of the playoffs but all of their all of their young guys are going to get better i don't think it's 20 23 for the Senators, but I think it's 2024 when they're going to be really good. This is a team that is on the come up and they're right there with Giroux and Tarasenko and hopefully they get Pinto signed and Kachuk and Drake Batherson. All of this young, great talent supplanted with great old talent. Ottawa's right there for a contender. Buffalo Sabres, Buffalo Sabres fans, this is it. This is it. You're in the playoffs this year. I'm sorry to everybody else in the Atlantic Division, but watch out for the Sabres. For the longest time last season, the Sabres led the league in goals. This team can score, and they can score like crazy, and they're led by the most underrated superstar in the National Hockey League, and that is the giant man, Tage Thompson. Pittsburgh, Kyle Dubas came in this offseason. I think Kyle Dubas is um, going to regret what he did this offseason in believing in the core that he has in the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think they're going to be a wild card team. They're going to be kind of feisty because you can't ever bet against Sidney Crosby, but the expectations of a Stanley Cup that I think Dubas has for this group, I think the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to struggle to go deep in the playoffs. Next up, we have the Nashville Predators. Nashville Predators have UC Soros. And whenever you have a top three goalie in the National Hockey League, you have a chance at winning anything. I think I'm just going to take the rest of the 30 seconds here to rank the goalies in the National Hockey League because I called Soros a top three. Number one, uh, Sorokin. Number two, Igor. Number three, UC Soros. Number four, Jake Ottinger. Number five has got to be Vasilevsky. I think those are top five goalies in the National Hockey League. Next up, we have the Florida Panthers. The Florida Panthers are coming off a run to the Stanley Cup Final, a surprise run to the Stanley Cup Final. I want to see if Sergei Bobrovsky can do it again. Like, is playoff Bobrovsky the real Bobrovsky? Because he was absolutely unreal in the playoffs, and what we saw in the regular season was not very good Sergei Bobrovsky. So I want to see if that $10 million goalie can translate back to the regular season, because last regular season, he was not very good. So that's what I'm keeping my eye on with the Panthers. Next up, we have the Calgary Flames, who finished 16th last season. The Calgary Flames are in a weird spot where they got rid of their GM and their coach and a whole bunch of their really good players, like Tyler Toffoli's out, who led their team in points. But they still have a great core left over from the summer of Brad last year. It's about 
can Huberto and Lindholm and Kadri get back to their regular form? That was a quick 30 seconds. New York Islanders. New York Islanders are tough to gauge because no matter who's on that team, it seems like they play New York Islander hockey. I think they're going to be a lot better than people suspect. They made the playoffs last year, surprisingly. I think they, they snuck in there. I remember they were, they were fighting for that last spot and then them in Florida got in there. And I think as with Nashville, when you have Elias Sorokin, he's going to keep you in at all moments. Can they get goal scoring? They've been struggling to go, score the last couple of years. That's been their MO. Let's see if they can do it this year. The Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg Jets got a lot of questions. Is this the year they trade Connor Hellebuck? We've known a lot of goalie talk here in the last couple of teams. Is Connor Hellebuck going to become like an LA king? Are they going to send Pierre-Luc Dubois and Connor Hellebuck to the Kings in the span of a couple months, maybe at the trade deadline? I think they're going to be fighting for a wild card spot. And I don't think Chevy, Kevin Shovel Day off the GM is going to be trading their star goaltender when they're be fighting for a playoff spot. Tampa Bay Lightning. The Tampa Bay Lightning season just got flipped on its head with a injury that happened today when I'm recording. It was announced Andre Vasilevsky is going to miss at least the first two months of the regular season. Wow. What do the Lightning now do in goal? Who do they go get to fill this hole for two months? Because that is a giant hole from in, in the back end from a guy who wears giant pads. The Seattle Kraken. Can the Seattle Kraken be a goal-scoring by committee team once again? The, the Seattle Kraken led the league in five-on-five goals. Five-on-five goals! They led the league... And their leading scorer was Jared McCann with 40 goals. And they had 13 players score over 33 points. This was truly a scoring run by committee with Seattle. Can they repeat it? I don't know. Minnesota is in such a weird situation with their cap where they have these cap penalties, but they're also really good. It's going to be exciting to see Marc-Andre Fleury's, I suspect, final season as an NHLer, like, can I hope those fans give him a great farewell? But I'm really excited to see Kirill Kaprizov because he's one of my favorite wingers in the entire league. I just want to talk about him for the next 10 seconds that we have. Pick him up in fantasy. That's the advice I'm going to give you for, for the wild. Pick up Kaprizov in fantasy. He's a scoring monster. The Kings. I am always really high on the Kings year after year. I don't know. I love their young group. I love the fact that Quinton Byfield is now going to be a winger now that they have PLD and Philip Deneau and Anze Kopitar down the middle. That three-headed monster is three of the deepest center groups in the entire league, like three of the deepest centers in the entire league. Like, I don't know who can compete with that one, two, three. Up top, like Dreisaitl and McDavid are certainly better, but in terms of the deepness of the centers, I don't know if anybody's competing with the Kings. New York Rangers, the New York Rangers got old. All of a sudden, in one offseason, they got really old, and their young players don't seem to be thriving in New York, and I'm, I'm worried about the Rangers and, and where they go from, from here. Obviously, they have Igor, which is always a great sign, but this is a team that should have challenged for the Stanley Cup last season, and they got beat by a better New Jersey team, and it seems like the rest of the National Hockey League caught up to New, Jer- to New York, and that's a shame. Dallas Stars. The Dallas Stars have, I think, what is the second best offense third best offense in the national hockey league from ranking offenses i think i'll go edmonton new jersey dallas off the top of my head i may have to read through that list but 
Scoring depth. Scoring depth is where they thrive. And Miro Heiskanen is the most underrated defenseman in the National Hockey League. With Jake Ottinger at the back end of the, of the, of the ice, backstop in this team, they can really challenge for the President's Trophy. Colorado Avalanche are going to have a much better playoff run than last year because their entire team won't be injured. I think with missing Landeskog for the entire season is going to be really tough for the Colorado Avalanche, but they're going to be carried once again by Nathan McKinnon. He couldn't do it all by himself last year. It's good. It's really hard to do everything by yourself, but Rantanen, McKinnon, Druin is going to be a really fun line to watch. Edmonton. Edmonton Oilers have the best first, to- or they have the best top six in the National Hockey League. Their top six is absolutely stacked now that they've added Connor Brown this offseason. Connor Brown, who barely played last season, I think he got into like two games, and then he was injured, and then he was out all last season, and they signed Connor Brown, and he's going to slot in so nicely next to McDavid and Evander Kane. Edmonton has an, also a shot at winning the President's Trophy. The Vegas Golden Knights brought back everyone except Riley Smith. Everyone except Riley Smith, but they managed to replace Riley Smith at last year's trade deadline with Ivan Barbashev, who they signed this offseason. It's so rare you see a Stanley Cup champion bring back nearly their entire team. I think Vegas is primed to challenge for a repeat and go to -to back-to-back Stanley Cups. Watch out for the Vegas Golden Knights and repeating. The Toronto Maple Leafs. What do I need to say about the Toronto Maple Leafs? It's a new vibe in town. Kyle Dubas is out. Brad Chaliving is in. Sheldon Keefe is extended, but the extension doesn't really mean anything. Max Domi is in. Tyler Bertuzzi in. And the man we are all going to be watching, Ryan Reeves, better fight in his first game. The crowd is going to love Ryan Reeves. Leafs fans are going to love Ryan Reeves, and he's going to set the tone for this team this season. This is going to be a team that I hope punches some faces because that is what they need. The New Jersey Devils are so darn good. And it's unfair because all of their stupidly good players have tremendously great contracts. The New Jersey Devils won't only be great this season. They will be great for many seasons to come because they have done a fantastic job locking up all of their stars. Jack Hughes could turn into one of the biggest stars of the National Hockey League this season, and we need to all watch out for it if he's not there already. The Carolina Hurricanes, the current betting favorite to win the President's Trophy, if it weren't for the Boston Bruins and their historic season, the Carolina Hurricanes could have been fighting for that last season where they finished second overall. I think there's nothing really to be said about the Carolina Hurricanes. They have no flaws. They are great defensively. They know how to score. And they have a great goaltender tandem in Ranta and Anderson. Go Carolina. They're going to be great. Boston. Oh, what do you do? What do you do? Bergeron's gone. Krejci's gone. How do you fill that hole? You know? It's you're in the one of the toughest cap situations in the entire National Hockey League, and you're expected to fill that center depth with Pavel Zaka and Charlie Coyle. It's going to be tough sledding, I think, for the Boston Bruins, unless Pasternak, Marchand, JVR, DeBrusque, Grizzlick, McAvoy, and the rest of the merry men in Boston fill that hole that's been left by Bergeron and Krejci. That's it. And Allmark needs to 
play like superstar Allmark again, and Swayman needs to be superstar Swayman, and that's what they need the Boston Bruins. They get extra time because they're the last ones. That is 30 seconds on every NHL team. Wow! I can't believe I did that. That was fun. Maybe I should I should have done a minute. I needed a minute. 30 seconds was so fast. I'm, I'm very happy I got through it, but like 30 seconds. Oh, my goodness. Whew! I needed, I needed a minute on each team next year. Next year on September 28th, I will do a minute on each team. All right, let's head over to Discord. Go to sdpn.ca, hit up our Discord, and let's find out what's happening with you on Discord. You can also like DM me on Instagram at jesse.blake. You can tweet at me or X at me, whatever they're calling that platform today. I'm at Jesse Blake there. Or interact with us on Discord. Like Scott a goat who says on the JBSR questions channel on discord, when was the first broadcast of athletes arriving at a stadium? Also, why is this a thing? Thank you for the question. Scott a goat. I think I'm in the minority where I really enjoy the athletes arriving to the stadium thing. I think the NBA started it with their fits walk up videos and, I like when, like, the Leafs social media, I'm a giant Leafs fan, let's talk about the Leafs. The Leafs social media posts, like, the fit pics of the players walking to the arena. I like that, Scott Goat. I don't know, like, tell me if you enjoy that, too. But I like that. And I like it in the pregame broadcast, them walking out. Mitch Marner's always wearing that hat, and I think that hat's kind of played out. But I like looking at the outfit, you know? And, and Willie's always got, like, a a Dior bag. And I'm like, Ooh, Willie with the Dior saddle, saddle bag. That's nice. And Austin's always got some hype beast outfit on. I think it's uh, John Tavares looks like he works at Dunder Mifflin and same with Morgan Riley. That's Dwight and Jim walking up. Like it's fun. I don't know. I kind of enjoy that part of the broadcast and part of that social media uh, side of sports. Let me know what you think. If, if you enjoy the, the fit walk-ups and, and the, the uh, pregame fits and the pregame entrance videos. Let me know what you think. Other parts of broadcast, I'm trying to think. The the thing at the intermission where you talk to a guy who's out of breath, you don't need to do that. The coach talking to the coaches on the sideline, especially in, in football games where they give you absolutely nothing, you don't probably don't need to do that. But occasionally you get something good. So you probably do it for those one moments you get something good. Like Mike McDaniel, if you watch the NFL, he's a coach of the Miami Dolphins. I think he's hilarious. I love his antics on the sidelines. That's a funny dude. And like that makes the in-game interviews worth it. Interviewing the hockey player just after he got off the ice is tough. Like they give you absolutely nothing to talk about. But it's also you need some sort of interaction with the players and the broadcast during games so it's a hard thing you don't, can't just get rid of it you've been doing it for so well i guess you could move on just because you're doing it for so long but i think those things add a little add a little to the broadcast i wish the players would just say more that's it that's it for me today this has been the jesse blake sports report thank you for being here you could have been anywhere in the world which shows me here listening or watching this podcast right now i'll see you on sunday we're gonna do a little, a little react to bill's dolphins it's gonna be one hell of a football game hopefully See if the Dolphins can keep it up. Let's see if the Bills and Josh Allen can stop them. It's going to be very exciting. I'll see you on Sunday. That's it. Thank you. Good night from Toronto. And that is how it's done. Yeah!
The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Jesse Blake, the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence. Sure, I know him. No, he doesn't have an ego at all.